Welcome everyone to Unsafe Space, especially those of you who've been faithfully watching episodes of Dangerous Thoughts. I'm Carter Laren. This is a, as I mentioned, I'm going to start, uh, we're kind of transitioning to writing. You can check out writing on unsafespace.com. Also, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter, which is the abstract, which comes out on Saturday mornings. Uh, I probably should have read this last week after I wrote it, but better late than never. I did promise I would read read stuff to you, those of you who don't want to read and would rather listen. So here we go. This is an article I wrote uh, after watching the uh, Alex Jones show with Kanye West and Nick Fuentes. <clears throat> it's called Kanye's Fiat Currency, Progressivism's Second Order Repercussions. In clown world, it's sometimes hard to separate the idiot from the savant. And for years, the ramblings of Kanye West, yay, remained indecipherable to many. After his dramatic transformation from secular sensation to Trump-stumping Bible thumper, the mainstream media made it even more difficult by casting every minute twitch or extemporaneous syllable as definitive proof of neurological disorder and or Nazism. Then recently, yay started having an awful lot to say about Jews, even tweeting about, quote, going death Con 3 on Jewish people, end quote, claiming that he couldn't be anti-Semitic because blacks are actually Jewish, a nation of Islam and black Hebrew Israelite notion. He lost sponsorships, partnerships, and his Twitter account. Then he got it back. Then he lost it again late Thursday evening. This week, he first made headlines by bringing white separatist Nick Fuentes to an awkward dinner with Trump who apparently didn't know who Fuentes was. Fuentes also talks about the Jews a lot. A few days later, Ye dominated headlines again when he and Fuentes made a bizarre three-hour appearance on Alex Jones' Infowars, clearly working together as a team. Ye looked like the love child of a moto cross rider and a black ops mercenary, complete with face sock and clumsy gloves. He opened with an imploration to put Jesus first, and then went back to talking about the Jews, with Fuentes' more coherent help. Ye seemed eager to defer to Fuentes when clarity was required. At times, Ye paused to whip out an orange aquarium net, a bottle of Yoohoo, and squeaky interjections so he could perform a simulated conversation with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. When the subject of cancel culture came up and Jones thought he was defending Ye by declaring, You're not Hitler. You're not a Nazi. You don't deserve to be called that and demonized. The conversation took an even more freakish turn. Well, I see good things about Hitler also. I love everyone, Ye responded. Later, he quipped that, we're going to stop dissing the Nazis all the time. Jones looked less comfortable than when he was in court accumulating an intractable $1.4 billion worth of fines. To be exceedingly generous, one could chalk up most of Ye's comments to a radically strict adherence to the love everyone mantra born of his freshly minted religious zeal. That, and ignorance. After all, he did say he hadn't even heard of Benjamin Netanyahu until two weeks ago, and he credited Hitler with the invention of both highways and microphones. Uh, no. Uh, before concluding that every human being has something of value that they bring to the table, especially Hitler. Wouldn't Hitler's value be that he killed Hitler? As Jones pointed out, 
Ye's perception of the Jews is clearly tainted by his acrimonious relationship with LA entertainment executives, who are indeed disproportionately Jewish. But let's not be naively generous. There's something more pernicious at play here. Both Ye and Fuentes are inevitable second-order effects of the same psychophilosophical mindset destroying the country they're allegedly trying to save. Philosophically, the woke left are collectivists. They see people primarily as members of groups rather than individuals. This fundamental error tears a hole in a culture's ethical standards into which tyrants, politburos, politicians, bureaucrats, and democracies alike cram all manner of horror under the guise of public good. Traditional Marxists use the collectivism of economic class to categorize people into oppressed and oppressors. Since that didn't achieve their goal of dismantling America, their ideological ancestors evolved to categorize people into individualist and anti-individualist buckets. Anyone or anything loosely or even erroneously representing American individualism, reason, free markets, individual sovereignty, classical music, Christianity, math, Shakespeare, monogamy, whiteness, punctuality, you name it, is nonchalantly smeared with ad hominem oppressor labels, racist, bigoted, misogynistic, transphobic, etc. Anyone or anything willing to testify to victimhood at the hands of these oppressors is lauded, coddled, given jobs in diversity, equity, and inclusion departments, and promised a ruthless primeval vengeance. And nearly everyone, including and especially 24-year-olds like Nick Fuentes, is indoctrinated into the collectivist mindset of group primacy over individual autonomy. Psychologically, the woke left are Manichaean, among an assortment of other maladjustments not addressed here. It's not just people who are neatly divided into two groups, but everything. Nuance is a sin. Untested mRNA shots? Good, 100%. Anyone who asks questions or talks about risks and rewards is wrong, 100%. Anything that furthers the agenda of climate socialism? Good, 100%. Because carbon. Anyone who asks questions suggests that human benefits from cheap fuel need to be factored into policy decisions or that impending change might be less than apocalyptic is wrong. They're climate deniers, 100%. Sterilize angsty teens? Good, 100%. Anyone who asks questions about long-term effects wonders whether psychological evaluations are extensive enough or suggests that parents should be involved in permanent medical decisions is a transphobic phobic bigot and utterly wrong, 100%. This lobotomized excuse for thinking is what the woke call educated. And although this cultural affliction may be a psychological byproduct of critical theory, the virus is more common than COVID and deadlier. 24-year-olds like Nick Fuentes have certainly been exposed since birth. So when someone fully accepts the low-resolution taxonomy and primitive epistemology of a degenerate culture, but disagrees with the anti-American motive behind it, how does he react? For starters, he begins looking for an oppressor class, of which he's not a part, and on whom he can blame the deterioration of America. And since he's been taught to organize human beings along racial and ethnic lines, these boundaries must remain intact. He will only jettison and reimagine moral evaluations of groups, not groups themselves. His target oppressor class would need to hold power, or at least be perceived to hold it. He also expects any criticisms leveled against such an oppressor class to trigger a ferocious and unrepentant defense. 
These criteria rule out most minorities and all whites, but there is an ethnic group that fits. On his InfoWars appearance, Fuentes even exposed this part of his mental calculus. They always say, well, don't talk about a group, talk about the individuals. You can say the black vote, but when you talk about Jewish businessmen, and somehow that's a problem, you can talk about groups when it's one but not the other. Target acquired. Sorry, Jews. Confident that having zeroed in on his oppressors, Fuentes proceeds to criticize some Talmudic rules, which could be part of a perfectly reasonable discussion. Except, instead of using his point of disagreement to delve into an examination of ideas, cultural values, and philosophical principles, Fuentes simply tosses the Talmud out to the trio as fodder for a general bitch session about the problem of the Jews. To his credit, Jones pushes back several times, but Ye is all in. Sprinkle some of that conventionally tribalist thinking on top of his conventionally collectivist mentality, and voila, half-baked, patently false claims are served up fresh. In their holy book, it says it's okay to be pedophiles as long as it's not another Jewish person. Yay expounds. FYI, that's not true. The antidotes to collectivist ethics and formulaic cogitation are individualist ethics and reason. The former requires a deeper understanding of the moral exigencies for human life on earth and the philosophic foundations upon which they rely. The latter requires a ruthless dedication to reality correspondence and solemn commitment to cognitive integrity. Both presuppose a personal acceptance of the responsibility to observe, evaluate, and judge for oneself. Together, they are the intellectual gold standard upon which America was founded. On the other hand, Ye's advice to listeners is pure alchemy. Forget the words moral compass. Is it in the Bible? he asks. Leftists may be dichotomous thinking collectivists for whom intellectual analysis is limited to identifying where to place the bright line between in-group and out-group, but so are Ye and Fuentes. They do offer an alternative to leftism, but only in the most superficial sense. Immersed in clown world, they only know the fiat currency of philosophy, a collectivist coin with the ugly mug of Karl Marx staring up at them. And all they can think to do is flip. Meanwhile, inflation marches on. All right, everyone, that's the uh, reading of the latest article. Maybe I'll get another article out this week and perhaps another uh, reading then as a result. But uh, have a good have a good week, everyone. If you haven't signed up for the abstract, I recommend you doing. Uh, I recommend you do it. I also now, for those of you who like to listen, there's also now an audio version of the abstract. But you got to sign up to the emails. Uh, and then you get a link in the email when it comes out on Saturday mornings to go listen to the audio. So uh, have a good one, everyone. Thanks for, for listening. Thanks for supporting on Safe Space, and I'll see you later. This production was made possible through the generous support of our members. To join our community, visit unsafespace.com. Unsafe Space is an online publication for individualists interested in subverting authoritarianism and ushering in the next enlightenment. For biting analysis and nourishing composition, or to sign up for our weekly news brief, The Abstract, visit unsafespace.com. Thanks for joining us today.
Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized for distribution on Apple devices. The following co-conspirators are hereby uninvited to Klaus Schwab's winter solstice party. Please be advised that CBS News has paused activity on unsafe space while it continues to assess security. Central Bank Digital Currency is a safe and secure way to protect you from Sam Bankman-Fried. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis Never mind, that last line is misinformation. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.